0: Good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, July 8, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1099, Christian crusaders marched around Jerusalem while Muslims watched from within the walls. Sunni Muslims had control of Jerusalem today in 1099. That would change. Today in 1776, Colonel John Nixon he gave the first public reading of the Declaration of Independence outside the State House. It's now called Independence Hall in Philadelphia. And today on July 8, 1947, a New Mexico newspaper, the Roswell Daily Record, it quoted officials at Roswell Army Airfield as saying they had recovered a flying saucer that crashed onto a ranch. Officials later said, no, 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 it wasn't a wasn't a flying saucer it was actually a weather balloon that's still being discussed as you probably know and more recently the um i think it was the air force our air force uh, has come out and they've released some information that there are objects flying around in, up there that our guys have photographed in flight that are uh, not able to be identified so that can that conversation continues today in 1889 the wall street journal was first published today in 1911 cowgirl two-gun nan that's the name she went by her last name was Aspinwall. she became the first woman to make a solo trip by horse across the united states she arrived in new york 10 months after she had departed san francisco today in 1950 President Harry S. Truman named General Douglas MacArthur Commander-in-Chief of United Nations Forces in Korea. Truman ended up removing MacArthur nine months later for insubordination. They did not get along, and that was well documented. They didn't like each other at all. Ten years ago today, former First Lady Betty Ford died in Rancho Mirage, California. She was 93 years old. Dr. Anthony Fauci got really angry yesterday. He was on a program on MSNBC. He was talking to Chris Hayes, very friendly conversation. He's on MSNBC and CNN a lot, as you can imagine. But anyway, he got very frustrated, got more upset than I've seen him. I looked at the video, but um, he was mad at the people in America who have not become vaccinated. He said, He called on those that had not been vaccinated to get over it. He said, get over this political statement. I don't think everybody that's not vaccinated is making a political statement, but he does. So he said, get over this political statement. He said, this is not complicated. We're not asking anybody to make a political statement one way or the other. Fauci said, we're saying, try to save your life and that of your family and that of your community. Very upset. He was just really wired. And of course, MSNBC was loving that. But that's kind of a concern, I guess, quote unquote, that's weaving its way through the Biden administration, because President Biden came out here just a few days ago and says, we are going to call on everybody in America who's not vaccinated. And somebody asked, you know, like, how are you going to do that? Like on the phone or what? He said, we're going to go door to door. We're going to be knocking on doors. The government of the United States is going to be docking on doors of people who need to be vaccinated. And he said, we know who they are. And they they do. So this morning, just this morning, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra, he was on uh, CNN, one of the other favorites of the Biden administration, on CNN, New Day with Brianna Kyler. She asked Becerra about criticism that the announcement that Biden had made has, was receiving. She said, isn't the government's business knowing who and who has not been vaccinated uh, up for question? Becerra said, it's absolutely not up for question. It's absolutely right that the government's business is to know such information He went on to say the government has spent trillions of dollars to protect Americans and we have the right to know. That got my attention because does he think the money that he's spending, the trillions of dollars, that is true, they are spending trillions of dollars, but do they think that's the government's money? I mean, it's really the taxpayers' money, I thought. So they've been spending trillions of dollars of taxpayers. I mean, we're the ones that It lands on our desks, so to speak. But he said, because they're giving us all this stuff, then we should be subordinate to the government. I mean, that's the message. These people really believe this stuff. I think Becerra said it's absolutely the government's business. He said, he continued, he was pretty upset too. He said, perhaps we should point out that the federal government has spent trillions of dollars to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it's absolutely the government's business. He said, it's taxpayer's business if we have to continue to spend money to try to keep people from contracting COVID and helping reopen the economy. And so it's our business to try to make sure that Americans can prosper, Americans can freely associate. Well, we already have those rights. It's his responsibility And his bosses, Mr. Biden's responsibility to protect those rights, not create them or give them. Boy, these guys are veering further and further from the basics of what America is supposed to be all about. I'll tell you, it's amazing sometimes where these people will go, given a little bit, a little bit, just an inch of flexibility. Knocking on a door has never been against the law, the Sarah said. He said, you don't have to answer, but he said, we have the right to knock on your door, but we hope you will answer because if you haven't been vaccinated, we can help dispel those rumors you've heard and hopefully get you vaccinated. Boy, on and on it goes, isn't it? President Biden was in Illinois yesterday promoting his Trojan horse Infrastructure, fact of the matter is, he said we believe that we should have a minimum of 14 years education in our infrastructure bill. <laughs> infrastructure used to be about roads and bridges and, and you know electrical grids. Boy, now it's not about that. It's all about supporting the minority groups that they have singled out around the country. They've divided us into many parts, which is what liberals and progressives always do. The communists do that as well. He said, we need four, a minimum of 14 years of education now. He said, I want to guarantee four years of public education for every person in America, starting with providing two years of universal high-quality pre... I don't know where you'll find the high quality. It, it isn't in most classrooms today, public classrooms. But anyway, high-quality preschool for three- and four-year-olds. He now wants our children, not, not preschool, but even before the year before kindergarten. It's amazing. They're, they just can't keep their hands off our kids. They won't leave them alone. He said, I want to add two years of free community college for everyone in addition. He said, we can afford it. Well, we probably can print more money. They do it a lot. We can give print more money to give to the public education complex, but Can we really afford to give our children to the government-run schools for four additional years of indoctrination? Uh, I don't know. It was Vladimir Lenin, who was the founder of Russian communism. He said, give me, I'm quoting him, give me four years to teach the children, and the seed I have sown will never be uprooted. He was kind of right in a lot of cases. Founder of the Russian Communist Party. It's estimated that between 3 million and 100 million people died as a result of his leadership, his ideology. He said during that course of taking over Russia and other parts of the world with communism during his time, his era, he said, quote, subordinate morality to class struggle. And that's what this is all about. It's subordinating the very essence of humanity, morality subordinating that to the cause. That is what progressivism is all about. In that, they are almost, I mean, almost unmovable in their connection to communism. It's almost inseparable, what they believe and what communism believes when it comes to morality and when it comes to basic understanding of truth and virtue and law and lawlessness and so on. The end justifies the means. That's always where the progressive is coming from because that is the basis of their belief system, their worldview. Whether it's communism or so-called European socialism that Obama began talking about and these people are trying to push that are in office now. Whether it's that or communism, it doesn't matter what the ultimate outcome is. The goal, the pathway to that end goal or end game, has to do with the idea that the end justifies the means, and that would include morality. So what was wrong or even illegal just a few years ago now becomes right and legal because it, it helps advance the agenda of the left. That was the case with Vladimir Lenin. It's the case with today's progressives, and you see it in Congress. They're talking about it. I could talk for the next hour about things that were said yesterday by our elected officials in Congress that match up perfectly with the idea that the end justifies the means. Whatever it takes, subordinate morality to the class struggle. That's what that's all about. And it will continue. But think what the left can do with 16 years of your kid. You take your child and deposit them at public education complex somewhere, and 16 years later, what do you think they're going to believe unless they have a strong and vigorous educational component in their home, as we are supposed to be if we are Christians? What's going to happen to these kids? You think it's bad now? Give the government, this government, Biden's government, 16 years of your child. I suspect that Lenin was probably right. The seeds that have been sown will never be uprooted. That's why the Bible is so clear. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. There is a process involved. Education is not just putting information out in front of your kid. It's a process of shaping those children into the people that God wants them to be and to bring them, and at the same time, you are in the process of releasing them as you teach them and bring them along. That is what parenting is all about, and that's what's been lost in America, unfortunately, unfortunately even within the Christian community. It's sad, but it's true. Officials in the city of Tucson, Arizona, plan to ignore Arizona's new Second Amendment sanctuary they announced this morning. They're not going to do it in Tucson. I mention that because we have a lot of listeners in Tucson. Take care of your guns because they're after you in Tucson. They're not going to cooperate with a statewide Uh, Second Amendment sanctuary, so you're not going to be living in any kind of protection in their minds from the Second Amendment. So if you have guns, you're going to become suspect in Tucson. So be careful. Keep your gun closet locked. Looks like to me they're after it. Governor Doug Ducey signed a bill in April declaring that uh, Arizona is a Second Amendment sanctuary. It was partly a response to the election of President Joe Biden, who has vowed to enact tighter firearms regulations. A lot of people reacted to that. Ducey did in Arizona. About 1,200 local governments are doing the same thing now. They're they're declaring themselves sanctuaries to insulate themselves from state and federal gun laws that are being imposed or trying to be imposed by the left. There's just an attack on all of our freedoms. We must be informed. We've got to be aware of what's going on in our world today. And I want to thank you for supporting us so our voice can be out there and can help people to understand. And we are because we hear from you. I read every every note, every message you send, and there's a growing amount of them, I can tell you. But thank you for your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. If you want to be a part of what we're doing and help support it, please join us. Pray about it. Ask the Lord what he would have you to do because we feel very strongly about this. I feel very strongly about it. I wouldn't be doing it otherwise, but I can't do it without your help. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I don't know if you saw any of these ads or not, but on July 4th, just this last weekend, Hobby Lobby, you know, Hobby Lobby, the big hobby store owned by Christians, no less. They took out a full-page ad in a number of newspapers, quite a few of them actually across the country. I looked around. I didn't see any in the Northwest, but I did see them in other parts of the country. The ad features a prominently placed Bible verse along with numerous pro-Christian, pro-Bible quotes from our founding fathers and other leading in history. Basically, it's a I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's just a full-page ad of kind of what we try to do on this program every day. We quote Founding Fathers. We quote the Bible. We quote other leaders in history to make our point and to get our message across to our listening audience. I mean, that's the way I saw it. I mean, it was well done. It was a big deal. But it was kind of what we do and others do that love the Lord and love this country and love their family and want to see God's best for all of us. But now the atheists and the homosexual movement have connected and they're publicly accusing the Christian-owned megastore chain of calling for a theocracy in American government. And let me say that is a – that's an accusation that is often made against Christians. It's been made against me publicly. There's several guys on the radio in Seattle that have called me. He's a person out there that's advocating for a theocracy. I've never advocated for a theocracy, but they always default to that when they don't know what else to say. Even Snopes, you know, they used to be kind of the, the Bible of truth for the secularists. They've jumped into this thing, and they're declaring uh, yesterday afternoon, yes, it's true. The store chain did, in fact, call for one nation under God. Why would you think that would be offensive? We are supposed to be one nation under God. The left is hysterical because they're misled. They're misinformed. Abi Lobby has been placing these biblical Christian-oriented ads in newspapers on holidays, Christmas, uh, all kinds of holidays, not just the 4th of July. But they've been doing that for some time. I don't know, but I mean, a number of years. So they did it again on the 4th of July the other day. It's a great ad, One Nation Under God, great big bold letters there. And then they have Psalm 3312, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, all in capital letters. And then they have various quotes, and they're categorized on this ad. It, it's very well done. Presidents, founding fathers, Supreme Court justices, uh, Congress, education, Supreme Court rulings, foreign opinion. It isn't as though Hobby Lobby created this narrative for their ad. Everything on there is a quote. Of someone else, they just use quotes from historical documents. Ad has this picture of the U.S. flag and "One Nation Under God." I put it in an article that I wrote today at faithandfreedom.us. You can see it there and take a look at it. As I said, Psalm 33:12, "Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord." They put that all in capital letters, <clears throat> then in small print all these other various uh, founding fathers, Supreme Court justices Congress education all these little subtitles on there they quote John Adams for example our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people it was wholly it is wholly inadequate to the government of any other I quoted that last Friday prior to the fourth of July weekend that verse I mean that quote they quote jetta Morris whatever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown our present Republican forms of government and all the blessings which flow from them must fall with them. Thomas Jefferson is quoted. He says, quote, can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God? And there's more, there's uh, many more, but that that's the general trend of what, he, what they're doing with this ad. And some are more specifically Christian quotes, but they're from our founding fathers. John Quincy Adams, for example, they quote him, quote, is it not that that the Declaration of Independence first organized the social compact on the foundation of the Redeemer's mission unto earth? James Madison, they quote him, before any man can be considered as as a member of civil society, he must be considered as a subject of the government, of the governor of the universe. John Jay, our first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, They quote him, Providence has given to our people the choice of their ruler, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. And then, boom, there's an explosion. (laughs) These people just go become hysterical because they're actually saying this stuff, and they're saying, see, see, they want a theocracy. They don't want an elected. They don't want democracy. They don't want to be a republic. They want Meaning Hobby Lobby, the owners of it, the, the Green family, they want that to God to run this country and exclude all the rest of us. The rest of us aren't welcome here if we're not Christians, and on and on. They're just carrying on on social media so much so it caught my attention, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it today. Then now there's an atheist ad out there that's followed followed up, and the atheist ad says that the title on it says, "In Hobby Lobby." we don't trust. <laughs> Do these quotes prove that we are a Christian nation? The atheist asked. Then they claim, the atheist, that some of the quotes were deliberately altered and taken out of context. That is not true. I look at it, all the quotes on there just to see for myself. I'm pretty familiar with all of the quotes that are on there. I didn't see any that had been altered. All of them are taken out of context because the whole book that they're in or the whole speech that they're from is not in the the ad i mean th- that would be impossible you have to buy pages of the newspaper so i could i can understand that they're out of context but the meaning of what they're quoting isn't out of context the bottom line is that freedom from religion the atheist organization founded by a former evangelical i might say with whom i have had contact in the past and we won't get into that but nonetheless they do not want anyone to believe that America was ever a Christian nation and that Christianity and the Bible should have no particular influence in today's America. Social media lit up when they did this. The ad appeared in newspapers. People were tweeting. One tweet said, Hobby Lobby took out a full-page ad in the Register Guard this morning talking about how America should only be led by Christians. Absolutely frightening. Absolutely frightening. Please remember that Michael's, Joanne's, and your local craft hobby shops are always an excellent place to spend your money. A homosexual group posted, Hobby Lobby's owner should look at the U.S. Constitution. There's no litmus test for religion to hold public office, and there's surely no mandate for a theocracy. Newsweek, they jumped in yesterday, published a feature article announcing that Hobby Lobby has faced a backlash after it ran in several newspapers a full-page ad that appeared to call for a Christian-run government. Business Insider, they jumped in as well. They published a similar story featuring that the ad called for a Christian-run government. I'm quoting. These are their words. And it featured quotes from historical figures about Christianity. Away with them. We cannot have that in America. I mean, that's the message. Why are, they, why are they taking such issue with Hobby Lobby this year on the 4th of July when Hobby Lobby's been doing this for a long time? I think there's, I thought about that quite a bit. I think there's several reasons why their ad this year has become such an explosive issue. First, Hobby Lobby's text in their ad was with historical quotes for our nation's, uh, from our nation's story kind of stands in contrast, in opposition to what's happening in the culture, and it's accelerating. Last summer they were tearing down statues now they're trying to dismantle the government itself these activists so-called progressive activists the kind of nation that our founders envisioned and created stands in stark contrast to the view the world view that progressives have including these so-called religious left and boy they bother me some of them i know and i don't know how they match up their so-called biblical faith with what they're doing in the culture politically I do not know how they can match up to that before God. I don't believe for a moment that the Green family, and I'm not here to, to defend them, they can defend themselves very well, but they own Hobby Lobby. They're multi, multi-millionaires. They don't want a theocracy in America. I've read what they've written and done what, seen what they've done over the years. They're dedicated Christians. I don't know what church they attend, but I, I'm pretty sure I know what they believe they're dedicated Christians who love the Lord and love this country and clearly have a well-informed understanding of the views that were held by most of our the people that founded America. Even I have been accused, as I said, by some Seattle media of wanting theocracy. They throw that out there all the time, but for, this, for, for some reason this year, it's getting a lot of traction against the Green family, the Hobby Lobby people. The only theocracy that I think most of us evangelicals believe in, and we should, is where Jesus Christ himself will rule and reign on earth for a thousand years. That's biblical. That's why the cancel culture, the movement, continues. Anything that suggests something other than the leftist narrative for our culture is attacked and they're canceled, gone. I also suggest that some of this is carryover from pure hatred of former President Donald Trump, ironic as it is. Evangelicals elected Trump because he promised to stand for these very beliefs espoused by our founding fathers. Trump was and is an enigma to the left. His life had not reflected the virtues of biblical teaching. I think that's well known. But as president, his policies supported them every single time. The left has learned how to ignore sin and corruption and wrongdoing in leadership that they endorse, they even cover it up, by Hunter Biden, for example, but have in most cases not learned the value of redemption and forgiveness. That's not a part of the, of the progressive left mind. They don't have a place for redemption and forgiveness. They just continue to beat the bushes looking for a quote-unquote solution on their favorite problems. Cancel culture is a direct assault on the construct of forgiveness. It seeks not to fix, but to destroy. It's the poison pill that fatally blocks a prescriptive cure for human weaknesses and failures. It diametrically opposes forgiveness, an age-old virtue central to the teaching of Jesus Christ himself and to our nation's founding. Cancel culture needs to learn how to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Christianity is about solutions based in forgiveness, restoration, and and redemption. See you tomorrow.